the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation this morning are the words that were read for you earlier from our gospel reading. This past Thursday, John Vetti, who is one of the disciples of Jesus here at South Shore Trinity, and is also a sergeant in the White Bear Lake Police Department, sent me an email with a link to it. And he described this link as telling something that is pretty amazing. An amazing account of both forgiveness and sharing the faith. The link shows Brant Jean, the brother of Botham Jean, forgiving his brother's convicted murderer in a Dallas courtroom on Wednesday. This Dallas police officer is the one who entered the wrong apartment and fatally shot the resident, Botham Jean. He was a worship leader at a church as well as an accountant. Watch what happened in the courtroom. I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Today was an extraordinary day in a Dallas County courtroom. Because I know that's, what, that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. The victim impact statement in the Amber Geiger trial was unprecedented. I love you as a person. Both of Jean's younger brother, Brant, gave an impact statement to Amber Geiger. I don't wish anything bad on you. He surprised the judge and probably members of his family. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please. Yes. All the deputies in the courtroom looked at each other, knowing that this was a major infraction of the security rules. And then they looked at Judge Kemp for guidance. She made a snap decision and said, go ahead. And so the hug happened. Instead of reacting with rage to the guilty verdict and sentence of 10 years, he pivoted and offered grace and kindness and forgiving. After this on the link, it shows how the judge then went into her back chambers, came out, went to the victim's family, told them something, and then went over to Amber Geiger and gave her her own personal Bible. And she encouraged her to read the Bible, starting with John 3, 16. I don't know if you were as choked up watching this video as I was, because we saw something that is an extremely rare event. I can only imagine what it was like for Brant to forgive his brother's murderer and then to ask to hug her. Tony Dungy, former NFL coach and a Christian, describes what he saw that to be. This man is living out the gospel of Jesus Christ, which goes against everything in our human nature. 
This could only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. And because he absolutely believes, he will see his brother again. Our sermon theme for today is forgiving is often difficult because it is. In our gospel reading for today, we have Jesus, in fact, teaching his disciples about some very challenging times and things that he had called upon them to do. Notice what he told them, that they would have to forgive others, but they also would have to go to that person who sinned against them and tell them what they did. And when they said they were sorry, they had to forgive them up to seven times in a day. Oftentimes there's more to the story, right? point Jesus is making, it's hard. It's hard to confront someone who has sinned against you, and then when they say they're sorry, to forgive them. And most of all, we get Jesus' point because we know that this is what happens to us in our lives. And we know how hard it is. In fact, you may be struggling right now today with thinking about somebody that you need to forgive. And you know it's hard. The roots of bitterness can run deep and long. Like the roots of the mulberry tree, stubborn and strong. It's not surprising that the disciples said to Jesus, increase our faith. Now, they could have said something like, good Lord, you expect us to forgive like that and that often? We need greater faith for that. Give us greater faith, Lord. And how did Jesus respond? <laughs> if you had faith like a mustard seed, you could tell that mulberry tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now, Jesus doesn't go on further to explain what does he mean by that, so we're probably better off just simply taking Jesus' words as they are and understand it's hard, it's difficult to forgive without God's help. The truth is the devil doesn't want us to forgive, does he? The devil would rather we keep it inside and let it eat away at us. So the devil actually has suggested some other ways for us to tell someone, respond to someone when they say they're sorry. Words that kind of excuse the sin, you know, like, ah, that's okay. Yeah, it's really not a big deal. That's yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. And then, of course, we get the other side of the coin when we may, in fact, say to somebody, I won't forgive you until you really deserve it. Until you show you deserve it. I'm not going to forgive you. And then there's that one that 
people will say about remembering it. You know, the one, something like, I will never, ever, 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 ever let you forget what you did or what you said to me. Never. And the problem with each one of these is that they minimize or they put conditions on God's forgiveness. Because actually it's God who forgives. It's God who paid the price for that sin. God doesn't put conditions on. Now, it is very clear, of course, that God does say that sin is wrong. And he doesn't excuse sin. But God is very clear when he says God's justice requires the death of someone. Blood has to be paid. You deserve to die. I deserve to die. The person who sinned against you deserves to die. But of course, we don't have to die because one did for us. And his name is Jesus. And that's why we have the cross before us to remind us what Jesus did in our place so that we can be forgiven and in turn forgive other people because Jesus died for their sins just as much as he died for our sins. God's very clear. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Thankfully, Jesus died in our place. Thankfully, God forgives us freely. And that's why we rejoice in the words of Paul. The free gift of God is eternal life. And God gives us his forgiveness freely, without conditions. And today, we remember that God gives us this gift in the waters of baptism. And that's why last, when we began this sermon series, we focused on our relationship with God and how important it is for us to be reconciled to God before we even begin to think about being reconciled to other people. And so we look at remember whose you are. This is all about baptism. When we were baptized, God claimed us. When we were baptized, God forgave our sins. That's an amazing thing for us to think about. And because he did that for us, we can indeed repent before him. We can say to God, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for what I've said, what I haven't said, what I haven't done. God, I'm sorry. And then we heard how God forgives us last week. It's a gift. So it's all about how we have been reconciled to God. And now today we focus on the horizontal. The horizontal, how we can be reconciled to others and forgive as God has forgiven us. That's what Jesus was teaching his disciples to do 
in our gospel reading. The disciples struggled with forgiving others. They said it was impossible to be able to do this on their own. And it is impossible for us to forgive someone else on our own. It's even hard. It's difficult when we do it with God's help. But do you remember what Jesus taught his disciples when they asked him how to pray? And Jesus said to them, pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This is really an important and powerful prayer. Before my wife Lynn and I were married, we had several couple friends tell us that when we are married, we ought to pray the Lord's Prayer together every night. And they said the reason to pray the Lord's Prayer is very much because of this petition. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. They said we couldn't go to sleep at night without being willing to forgive as we had been forgiven. And nor can my wife or me. The story we heard at the beginning of this sermon also reminds us that forgiving does not mean that there are not earthly consequences. Amber Geiger was given 10 years for murdering Botham. The amazing good news for all of us is that the eternal sentence against us to die spiritually and for eternity has been removed through Jesus' death on the cross for our sins because God forgives us. And so for Amber Geiger, if she repents of her sins and believes in Jesus as her Lord and Savior, she too will receive the forgiveness of sins and the promised inheritance in heaven which our Lord has given to us. question is often asked, when should I forgive? When should I forgive? Well, the answer is given to us by Jesus himself. Forgive others as we have been forgiven. In other words, we need to remember that the granting of forgiveness, of giving this forgiveness, is not dependent upon a person's repentance. The giving of forgiveness is not dependent upon a person's repentance. Because God's forgiveness is not conditioned on our repentance. God forgave us when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. God forgave us when we were washed in the waters of baptism. But the receiving of forgiveness is dependent upon a person's repentance and faith. A person's receiving forgiveness is dependent upon that person's repentance and faith. 
Now, we have the opportunity to grant forgiveness to someone even before they ask us to forgive them. Yeah, we can forgive people even before they come to us. In fact, it's oftentimes helpful for us to do that very thing. But that person who sinned against us will not receive the benefit of forgiveness unless they repent and believe in Jesus. I told you earlier that this past Wednesday, Reverend Al Henderson from St. Paul Lutheran Church and School in Fort Dodge, Iowa was murdered. Now his family, his church family, his community, are faced with a challenge, perhaps. Can they, will they, forgive the man who murdered him? And of course, the question is, how can they not, when they pray, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiving is often difficult, so we continue to pray. Lord, help us to forgive as you have forgiven us. And help us to be reconciled with one another, but even more so, Help us to be reconciled with you. Amen.